0: Hello, I feel like there should be flashing lights and dancing girls, but I'll tell you what there is, and in this moment of recording this to you, I don't know if you can hear this wild rain that's going on where I am, I live in the Kimberley, and this is very early, we only have two seasons here, the wet and the dry, and the build up and the build up's kind of like massive electrical storms and thunderous clouds and the way it feels just before a massive storm for about 2 months <laughs> and it doesn't rain and today right now on the day that i launch my podcast the wet's come it's so precious so it's a really special day for many, many reasons. It's October 31st. Oh, look, it's going away now. It's gentling out. October 31st was my set launch date. And that's a day that means a lot to me in a lot of ways. It means a lot to my son every year, favorite day, because he's sugar deprived, because he's my child. But it's a beautiful... I'm not a fan of the traditional Halloween celebrations and I don't have any canopy of meaning otherwise around that day. There's some beautiful different um, ceremonies about this day with different sorts of canopies of meaning. Um, I don't even know if you can hear the thunder now. But for me it's a day of stepping between worlds. And that is what this day is my very first podcast episode podcast shall we go raw and real i think we do podcast episode podcast everybody is wise now topical with this wild weather and the fact that i would like to have flashing lights and dancing girls in the form of music look it's getting wilder and wilder can you hear that like there's just no way for me to record this without that incredible rain which I personally think is perfect. But in terms of the imperfection of perfection, as you will hear me say joyously, my first guest for you in this podcast about bodies and the magnificence thrumming beneath your skin is the person, were I given the whole of humanity to choose from, that I would choose to have on my podcast so that's like such a big golden egg and so unlikely and so fantastic and so fabulous that i was actually overcome with joy she's not a lady that she just get to have another go she's booked out till the new year there was no option for another go and as you'll see in my first podcast episode I am just gushing like a fangirl, talking way too much. Note to self, learn to be an interviewer because you are a natural talker and a natural podcaster. But when I look back and thought how little of her glorious wealth of knowledge I'd actually stopped talking long enough to give space for, I felt pretty sad. But you know what? From a neuroscience perspective, from a Fiona perspective, that's me, Fiona, your host, everybody is wise. There's so much beauty in the imperfect. The master has failed more times than the student has ever tried is one of my favourite sayings. And from a neuroscience perspective, it's a fascinating thing and you'll see at the end of this interview that it's actually inspired. My gushing fangirl spoke too much, could see it as a complete missed opportunity, could have gotten really, and, and, and you know what? In the past, before these past five years of my nervous system regulation, that would have been enough to sink me. It would have been enough to sink me to think I got such a fabulous opportunity. And I would have drowned myself in trauma stories stored trauma in my body but I would have let them be mine stories at that time of how much I'd messed up and I would have self-sabotaged myself right out of this podcast and right out of the place that I so very much want to be which is right here right now talking to you about bodies so thanks to nervous system work and there's also the fact that there's my son coming in the background and I'm not even going to care about that, even though I feel a flush of grand annoyance. I'm not even going to care about that because this podcast is about being raw, hilarious, vulnerable and real. If you're looking for perfection, <laughs> perfection. if you're looking for perfection, if you're looking for polished, if you're looking for uber-professional, You're probably in the wrong place. Although, no doubt, six months down the track, I might be so incredibly slick. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I might be more professional than I am now. So here it is, (laughs) my incredible golden egg opportunity with the absolutely extraordinary Eileen, Eileen, Irene Lyon who is an eminent, internationally acclaimed nervous system expert and nervous system educator on all things neuroplasticity. She also happens to be my teacher and I have recently had the most extraordinary privilege of becoming affiliated with Irene professionally. So, here we go. First episode With background rain, hey, I was annoyed I couldn't get background music because of a whole lot of tech stuff, but we got background rain. Here, just have a little more of it and enjoy the first episode of Everybody Is Wise with Irene Lyon.
1: Welcome to Irene Lyon, who is the absolute guest I would choose if I could choose from anyone on this planet. To begin the first episode of this podcast, everybody is wise. It would be Irene. Irene Lyon. I love the way you introduce yourself. Who are you, Irene? That's like my tagline on my
2: YouTube videos is I'm um, gonna see if I can get it right. Um, yeah, my thing is all things healing trauma, nervous system health, and all things neuroplasticity.
1: I love it. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I just wanted to start with, you know, when I came across your work, mm-hmm. and it was on the back of a lifetime of studies, training, and most importantly, experiential, becoming my own body of work. Mm-hmm. In in modalities, a wide variety of modalities, from the shamanic to the mainstream mental health to art therapy to Vedic chanting. And all of it was always about a question that was mine to answer in this lifetime, which was, is peace possible? Mm. And first and foremost, from a very young age, I thought there's no point in doing anything on this planet until I'm okay on the inside, until this chaos that I experience emotionally on the inside is still. And despite any and all evidence to the contrary, Because I did have a highly dysregulated nervous system. Mm -hmm. I had faith. I had a really strong belief. And it was a strong belief that I came here to share something that I was yet to find. Mm -hmm. And so just in the months before I came across your work, which was I think 2017, I was up in Kimberley and travelling around, and that's a whole other story, with my nine-year-old son, and we ended up camping for three days with 1,500 Kimberley mob, including most of the law people in Kimberley. And I didn't know anyone except the people that I met on the way. And while I was there, I experienced in in a circumstance that most people would go, whoa. That's full on, you know, for a wide variety of reasons. I experienced the greatest um, peace.
2: Mm-hmm. In my
1: body. I was just a pig in shit, like I was <laughs> just like, and and mm-hmm. it was like I was home, and and I and I didn't think about it much at all because I was too busy feeling that topical. Mm-hmm. And then when I came across your work, it was only a few months in of using your stellar free resources, which I used for three years before I ever tried Yeah. That I went, that was what that was. That uh, was the system regulation. That was, that despite massive trauma in that community, and up here in the Kimberley, and for Indigenous communities worldwide, connection to country. Mm-hmm. Is what they call it here, which is a relationship as an intrinsic aspect of the ecosystem and custodianship. And I have come because it's part of my work um, to really, really believe that that living in nature, which I'm not suggesting we're all going to go and do, but even in relationship with nature, mm-hmm. is a vital aspect of nervous system regulation work, and I would love to hear what you have to say to that. Ooh, juicy. Mm. Well,
2: it was just really lovely hearing that because I could, A, feel it in you, but then I could also feel the community, the group that you were with. As you said, despite all the trauma that they have and do have, and so many have in the Indigenous communities of our Earth, um, there's still that that spark that's keeping them going and keeping us going and keeping the planet going and the universe going and far off to wherever you want to multiverse it to the end of Mm -hmm. infinity and beyond. But the thing that I think is really interesting was one of the main um, pieces that's different. I will use that word different because it's different from what I've managed to figure out with all of my great mentors, because I've had some great mentors, is this need to take the mind body work and bridge it to the environment, the environment through the practices of learning how to orient, learning how to connect, learning how to feel. We don't have to, as you said, be living in a tribal culture in the Amazon or in um, the woods or in the Savannah or in the outback to connect to our true human nature. We just have to know how to sense the environment around us even if that means being in a city with concrete and cars there's still air there's still the sun there's still somewhere underneath that contract con uh, concrete earth and mm-hmm. and there's food and there's animals and mm-hmm. so it's there and so i think that that's the one thing that really stood out was that when we can it seems like you had almost an opening with that experience that then led to finding this work. And I have no doubt that that was not coincidental
1: because, because you had had an
2: opening that then allowed your energy to find this body of work that I have created that was created due to my mentors and my elders within my community. And, and here we are. So that's what I would say to that story.
1: for me is we don't have to go and either appropriate or seek out, I feel incredibly fortunate to have the contacts I do and that's part of my journey, but we don't Mm -hmm. have to do that and we don't have to bombard highly traumatised Indigenous communities trying to seek that connection through them, Mm -hmm. if you are fortunate enough to have that. Yippee, Mm -hmm. that's an amazing Mm -hmm. thing. But I hear what I hear you saying is we don't have to do that. And even though that template, it's a template for living, and that's because I'm so aware of appropriation, I'm not talking about culture. That's not my place. I'm talking about a system of living in which we were um, in a, let's use the word natural state, that created a regulated nervous system. On that note, one of the other things that I want to talk about, because, you know, this conversation for me and my version of the work is somatic intelligence and how a reframing of intelligence rather than the um, sole concept of it's interesting that IQ is known as intelligence quotient But in my template, I want Mm -hmm. that to be the intellectual quotient of intelligence. Yay, fantastic. great, yes. You wouldn't be here. I wouldn't, you know, like... We wouldn't be talking like this if it wasn't... That's it. There's no no dismissing of mainstream education or the beauties of the mind. But what I am suggesting in my work is this um, very soul focus... Oh, dear, I keep getting notifications. I wonder if they're going to be on the recording. But I don't care. We can have little notifications. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. It was like a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. a little fairy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually lost where I was in that moment. But where mm-hmm. I was leading to is mm-hmm. of somatic intelligence and the notion mm-hmm. that with nervous system regulation, which is what I'm calling somatic intelligence, I believe, and experience, more importantly, the use of your mind and emotional intelligence as well, linking to the three brains, mammalian brain for emotional intelligence, primitive brain for somatic intelligence, and um, higher brain for intellectual intelligence. And I experience the sharpening of this tool, this higher mind that we have the more my nervous system regulates cool so this is not to dismiss the (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not to dismiss it in any way it's to, to bring forward the concept that it will be even unimaginably brilliant tool of creation and manifestation on so many levels with somatic intelligence on board as well and emotional intelligence so And for me, as I've already expressed, that connection to the natural world is one aspect of the ancient and Indigenous templates. Mm -hmm. I said on my Facebook group the other day, Nova System language is the language of the ancients. All of the studies that I've done go within. Hello, literally. You know, one book I wanted to write was literally within. The, the, the kingdom of heaven is within. Yep, it's uh, yep. within, right there, under the skin, nervous system. Yep. Yep. So those templates for living of Indigenous and ancient societies that were so sustainable, just like nervous system work, is mm-hmm. a sustainable shift. Uh I had lots of great experiences with lots of fabulous teachers and modalities, but the sustainability of nervous system work is the major difference for me. So one of those templates that I also want to bring in, those templates of somatic intelligence, where the higher mind, that's a whole other conversation. It wasn't being used the way we're using it now. No. But when you think of those ancient and Indigenous templates and you imagine, shall we, for a second, that my theory that their somatic intelligence was fully on board, the science and astronomy and perfection of geometry mm-hmm. that those cultures had on board with no double bond studies, instruments or anything else, and we now come... Here now and measure those things they knew and discover and how did they know that? Mm-hmm. I would suggest it's somatic intelligence and the impact on the higher brain and the gathering of information with mm-hmm. nervous system regulation and somatic intelligence. On mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the other question I would like to ask you. Is another theory that I have, and I wonder if you've thought about this or what you do think about it, is the template of what I call the nuclear kaboom family, (laughs) as opposed, from a neuroscience perspective, as opposed to the template in those societies of the tribal family. Say the nuclear,
2: I think I might have missed the middle word, just so I'm sure. Nuclear. Nuclear kaboom
1: family kaboom kaboom <laughs> got it got it got it okay nuclear kaboom family um, got it. and the tribal family and the raising of children within these templates and i have these vision of a child with just two parents uh-huh. and their survival physiology says i will die if i don't attach to these two people uh-huh. and and how that impacts the whole Mm -hmm. deal, as opposed to a child that sees many people Mm -hmm. from a neuroscience perspective Mm -hmm. and there's not that singular need to attach because it's like, oh, you haven't got time for me. I'll go, there are many eyes for them to see themselves reflected in Mm -hmm. and, and how that contributed to functional survival physiology. Mm -hmm. so i wonder if you have thought about that and if not what you think about that that's a good point Um, well it's interesting because
2: i would agree that way back in the day like hunter-gatherer when tribes were tribes right that yes for an infant coming into the world I, and I, I don't I'm not uh, someone that's. St- I wish I had like five lifetimes to go back and study all these, you know, historical pieces, but I don't. Um, but my sense, and maybe I'm wrong, but my sense is there was a lot of nurture, a lot of care, a lot of patience, a lot of time, but also a lot of teaching those little humans right from wrong boundaries and how to be very functional in that in that um tribe in that in that in that nomadic group however it was and when you're all together and your family there is an interest in taking care of the family there's a i think it's called social capital there's a there's an interest in Mm. in You know, now it's different because I know I've read through through some of Bruce Perry's work, who's an American psychiatrist, psychologist, Um, his book Born for Love is a great book. And in it, he talks about the country of Iceland, not now, but 20 years ago or so, and their level of harmony and peace and health and people were just more regulated And it was because they were all very the same. They were all related to each other. And so they enjoyed paying taxes. They knew that their money was going to their people. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be diverse. I mean, I live in Canada where it's incredibly multicultural as do you in Australia. And so I feel that it's good to have that diversity, but back then it wasn't that way you you my sense is you had enemies Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't connect with them like this was that was the tribe and this is the tribe and anyway so it's not my experience that that world but my sense is that there was more there was more potential for that little one to have that richness of all the different ages You know, you would play very differently with your five-year-old sibling or cousin than you would your 12-year-old versus the elder grandfather and how they would be very gentle with you because they don't have the energy to run and play and fight. and, And then you would have your interactions with the animals and the land, it'd be very different. The nuclear kaboom family is interesting because I think that if you have two parents or two humans or one human that is very well regulated and 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 is offering that little one opportunities of going to the park and having cousins and taking them to the to places and exposing them to the richness and the riches of the world and 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 such that you would create a very resilient, robust human, granted you, the caregiver, is attuning to them, mm. Mm. but who knows, right? Who knows which is, so mm. I don't even think better or worse, but I think they're just very
1: different. And I think, um, you know, when you spoke of, of diversity mm-hmm. and, and that is one of the n- neuroplasticity potential uh, challenges of the modern world is diversity the challenges of nervous system regulation in diversity as opposed to extremely structured. And there's sometimes an idea, a sort of romantic idea of Indigenous or ancient cultures that they're all, you know, um, rainbows and fairies, which they weren't. They're extremely complex social structures mm-hmm. and very specific. And when I was, you know, talking about but what I was not touching on was the diversity of individual humans for that child and their survival physiology to understand it wasn't just focused on from a survival right. physiology, you know, on one or two. Uh, I, um, as a single mother who mm-hmm. actually isn't even doing all those things for mm-hmm. a wide variety of reasons, me and my mm-hmm. son are extremely insular. I can hardly leave the house in the heat at the moment yeah. it's so intense yeah. it's so hot. Um, yeah. neither of us our best thing has not been social engagement but I look forward to a rich second half of my life of mm-hmm. social engagement the more I get regulation on board online social engagement was my mm-hmm. first experience of yeah. being safe and not yeah. overwhelmed which is great social yeah so you know yay the internet So, you know, you look at our our situation and it could be said to be far from any template of good, Mm -hmm. you know, but But? because (laughs) I have been doing this work for five years now, uh, when you were talking about boundary, you know, and a couple of really interesting pieces come up, which one is the natural fear and fear and, and natural fear of difference. Um, that is Mm -hmm. a um, navigating tool in the human system to Mm recognise, you know, fear gets a really bad rap, fear and anger, Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, both of which are natural navigating survival physiology tools in the human and and in this um, modern world, for instance, it's the fear that says, no, don't get in that car with those 10 men you don't know at Mm -hmm. 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, like that's not a good idea. And the more regulation you have on board, the louder that internal navigation and healthy fear. Or there are many, many, there always were, but there are extra reasons that a lot of people are really angry and really fearful right now. Mm -hmm. And that's a healthy, natural response. And I remember... Um, one of your um, videos on anger talking about how hatred and, and rage and violence is an effect of suppressed anger. Yes. It's not anger. It's when we don't allow anger in little children. And oh, mm-hmm. honestly, I could just go off on so many tangents. But back to the concept of diversity. Mm -hmm. and the modern neuroplasticity challenge of regulation within diversity as opposed to regulation in very, very boundary-structured, complex Indigenous and ancient systems. Mm -hmm. And for a long time I thought, because I had a tendency to identify with those other templates of living and I found the world I was born into very challenging and um, a little insane <laughs> and, um, and not a lot of it made sense and so I did identify more with those systems they made sense to me but I didn't belong there either so and I used to think to myself surely there's something that the modern world has to offer mm-hmm. that is better that is more that is is an evolvement because for me personally it just felt like the modern world was complete devolvement from that template (laughs) of living you know and for what mattered to me and even technology because when you look at those templates of living they were communicating across vast distances without words Mm -hmm. without technology you know um Anyway, the thing is, that was my personal experience. I was like, there's got to be something. (laughs) There's got to be something because I'm not into regression. I'm not into saying we should all, much as I would love that, go and live in the bush and much as it could happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the future, Mm -hmm. depending on where our planet goes. But Mm -hmm. I'm not into regression. I'm into expansion and and I was like, what is it? And what I came to was individuation that the capacity for individuation was not a part of the ancient Indigenous templates. Mm -hmm. There was very strict boundaries about who you were, how you were, where you were placed, who you could marry, how you could conduct yourself. And in many tribes here, you were going to be kicked out if you wouldn't comply with that, which meant death. You may not be killed, but you would be excluded, which meant death. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear what you think about individuation and that being I guess I kind of thought to myself if I had lived in those tribes it would not have been fun for me. I'm a fierce (laughs) individual who doesn't like being told how I should be and has finally gotten over being the opposite of whatever anyone tells me I should be. Quality of individuation and the modern challenge of diversity.
2: Well I, I think that you know there's so many directions there but you're right like In those tribal nomadic worlds, it also is tribalistic. And that, yes, if you don't go the way of everyone else, you're screwed. But that was a different time. And Mm -hmm. resources were different. Um, And so now if we look at the snapshot of our current world and the current humans here, and yes, there are societies that have that more tribalistic dare I say, group think way of being, but it doesn't, I haven't seen it work in the way that allows the human being, which we are, to express and individuate the individuals and creative in their unique personally internal diversity. Mm -hmm. Because I also believe, because I have my genetics, you have your genetics, I don't do well when I eat certain foods, like my body likes Mm -hmm. a certain type of food. I mean, I can eat all sorts of foods and I try everything, for example, if we use that, but there's a preference based on some of my genetics and heritage and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things, the word that comes to me is discernment and differentiation. Mm -hmm. It's sort Mm -hmm. of like, We still have to keep the peace. We can't go around, as you said, being violent and rageful, but we also have to express and know, yes, we have these animal primal emotions, but we also have this higher brain and the other pieces that they still haven't been able able to figure out with current day science, the soul, the quantum mechanics of how we project, and I don't mean projection from a bad way, but the telepathy of of the human capacities, we still don't even understand, I believe, how far our consciousness and capacities can take us. And if we are forcing ourselves to, to fit into the group or the tribe, because that's what we were like back then, it almost feels to me in some ways that we're not moving towards that expansion that you mentioned, that next level of human, I don't know if it's the word is evolution, revolution, development, doesn't matter. It's just that Acidity. next level. Love that. Yeah, word. it's that. It's the, the next, the capacity, the next level to, to be really healthy at that biological level with that intelligence, as you've mentioned, but also uh, be kind to your kin and be kind to your neighbors is still very, you know, 10 commandments. And and the creative piece, because the creative piece is really what's been bleached out of us by trying to fit into these things. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if, if you were back in the day, you probably wouldn't fit. And I think a lot of the people that I know either my colleagues, my husband, my good friends, the, the students that I've met through smart body, smart mind, and you've met, most people will say, like if you were to search the word black sheep in the comments, you would probably find that a lot of us have said, I'm the black sheep of the family, I'm the black, I just don't fit in, I never fit in. And so then the question is, well, what's driving that? If you were born through the same parents with the same food and the same religion and in the same school. To me, then there's something else that I would say is our soul Mm. and our journey. And that we are a little older here and we've gone through the ringer a few times on this earth plane or wherever. And then that gets into a bit more of the cosmic stuff, but I've seen enough evidence to go, no, there's something that we're missing here. That's making certain Mm. folks, Um, be activated by something else something I don't like the word higher because that means it's better but just something else I like source a source and so I think that yeah I think that um, the human is trying to figure out their place in history right now Mm. and I think personally, at least where I stand, because I see so much going on, obviously in the world. I'm not living under a rock, and I look at things on the internet, and I know what's going on. And it's a practice to try to stay as damn neutral as possible, and still feel yourself being pulled and pulled and and Mm -hmm. and judging. And like we're human, we have a higher brain, so it's going to happen, but. I'm I'm convinced Fiona that there is is another level that we're working towards and we're just figuring it out right now, Mm -hmm. but it isn't gonna happen if we're not regulated in our nervous system because that's the primary operating system of our biology. Doesn't mean it's the only operating system of our biology because we have a consciousness, which is its Mm -hmm. own technology and we have all the other things, but it is that primary, Thread that allows the other things, the source, the spirit, the, the creative, the intellectual, yeah. to really to really kind of
1: shine, if you will, and flow, and flow, sort of through us, you know, and to mm-hmm. us and from us. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, and my fingertip was tingling, so I have to say it. Mm-hmm. As you were speaking about um, that other piece of spiritual fingerprint that we all come in with these completely different fingerprints we've yes. all got bodies we're all the same and then we've got these fingerprints that are so unique and i really yeah. feel like that is similar to the nervous system that the nervous mm-hmm. system is almost like our internal spiritual to my mind fingerprint and that mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I I mean, that we we could again go off into a whole conversation about that. And I would love to do that sometime, have a cosmic conversation and the whole concept of past life. I've had this thought before of the nervous system being the thing that travels through the ethers. And I often say, when you think of what the nervous system looks like in your body, it looks like the star trails in the sky and the song lines in the earth. And it is one way for me that um, often spoken concept that's so hard for people to fathom with just the higher mind without the somatic intelligence on board of we have the universe us, and that's a spoken statement and this nervous system actually looks like this spark. It's, electric. mm. it's electrical it's electrical yeah with little stars here and bits and and I yeah. even think the trauma I often have this visual that our trauma is like those little trails that almost creates our fingerprint and some of it will come in with and and having this experience again the metaphors work so much better when talking about it of those places where my personal journey has the most compounded trauma that I have pounded and pounded and pounded the core trauma until it's so deep that as I go through the process of regulating that, that's where I shine the brightest is the only way that I can say it. It's like that is where something about my unique spiritual fingerprint and and what I'm here to share and be, my unique Mm -hmm. fractal of that same light, you know, not only is trauma, trauma not the end game. But I'm I'm very, very uh, hesitant to have this conversation actually because I know that for people who are in certain places with their trauma it's really harsh to hear that sort of thing suggested this will be the gold of your life later on and you're just like oh you know like oh yeah you know, it's you know, not, not going to work and you know and so I'm so hesitant to actually publicly have that conversation because you don't know the different places people are but I, mm-hmm. I, I like to just touch on it and something I'd love to touch on given we've got seven minutes is your amazing program and Ah, my (laughs) affiliation with you and the concept of education from a very intellectual Mm -hmm. standpoint being the entry point for this work. And that has been my teaching from you as it being the first step being education. Mm -hmm. It feels to me as I look around the world that it is unique to you. It is your unique Mm -hmm. fingerprint on the neuroscience world, you know, and I love that story that you often told very early on in your career i'd love if you could share that story or share a bit on why education is a really important first step of this practice do you know the story i made i think it was was it when i was at a conference yeah yeah okay
2: yeah so it goes back also to this concept of us the human we have the biology but then we have this higher brain and this creativity and all that stuff and If we were just the animals, we wouldn't need the theory because our higher brain constructs and conditioning wouldn't get it. It wouldn't get in the way of our biology being intelligent. And also give the human system some benefit of the doubt. You know, even if you are riddled with trauma and dysregulation, if you get a cut on your finger, of course, granted you don't have a blood disorder, so I know there's that thing. You'll it'll clot right? Like there is an intelligence there. And I think we have to remember when someone to touch on your, your mention of not wanting to scare people about talking about all these traumas and like our system, even when it's under massive duress and stress, still pretty darn smart. Now, of course, The internal engines of our digestion and immunity can go off kilter really quickly, but some of the basic stuff is there. We will go into a fear response. We'll go into shutdown, all those sorts of things. And so the education is so important because we have this higher brain that can learn and that can create all this crazy technology. And because of that, we have to, I believe, and I think I've proven this enough with all of the people that have gone through the work, is that because of that strength of our higher brain, we need to understand at a deep level, what is going on in the biology because our histories are all so different. There isn't like, and I've got a piece of paper here. Just imagine like, okay, here, Fiona, here's step one, step two, just follow that. And every it won't work because One person might try a breathing exercise and they freak out. Another person might do it and they love it. Another person might do some pelvic movement and they wanna throw up. And another person might do some pelvic movement and they just laugh. And another person might do some some movement of the ribs and they wanna just break down and cry. And and all that diversity of, of experience is because our histories are so different. But the one common core thing that is the same is the biology has a certain way that it wants to work, yes. and and so getting that education is on board. And so the story was. I just I was, I
1: just wanted to. Yeah. So aware of running out,
2: and I don't know. I have. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. I don't
1: know if you want to tell that story, but I. Just yeah,
2: I'll it. tell it. No, no, no. It's a good and story. It's I, a good story. I just.
1: The other thing that that fascinates me about the education that I feel is it's almost like we have to bypass our higher mind by using our higher mind in this work. Yes. And that one of the things about other uh, modalities that are not biology-based is our mind is so quick to make it an intellectual construct and so in the shift because when I came to this work, my visual of inside my body was empty space. I uh-huh. ask people that a lot, and it's amazing how many people actually imagine there's empty space in there, that they, they, they don't know visual of this oh wild that intelligence going yeah. interconnected mm. systems, oh my gosh, that have nothing to do with each other yet work seamlessly together, talking of diversity, you know, and and, and interacting diversity. So my experience was that the education was so important mm-hmm. to not let my mind run away from it. To to build that through understanding what was happening in there, I brought myself in there. I, I yes. was able to bring myself in there rather than so likely to run away.
2: Yeah. Well, and what you said is true. It also fascinates me that and a person won't have a very, in my opinion, rich in depth feeling sensate life if they don't have a, a sense of these organs and their heart and the blood. But isn't it amazing that we can actually survive without having that concept that's an even that's it's in there, right? So, but the story, I'll tell the story because it's good. I was at a conference like not a healing conference, it was a business marketing thing to learn how to do all the stuff that I do. And I sat at, it was one of those big you know, auditoriums with the circular tables and you've got to sit with a group of people. And so I was sitting at this group or at this table and just started you know, chatting. How are you? Where are you from? What do you do? And it turned out that the, the couple next to me, they were, they when they heard that I work with the nervous system, they're like, oh, we do that too, that's great. And I was like, oh, perfect. And so I kind of was a bit, being a bit of a bitch. I kind of was like, well, so do you do you work with the, the vagus nerve? Oh yeah, 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 of course. I'm like, okay, great. Well, do you, do you teach your clients the distinctions between the branches that you know about, um, the ventral, the dorsal, the high tone, the low tone? And I can I can read a person's face very quickly, quite easily. And I could see that it went right over his head. But his reaction was, oh no, 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 we don't teach any of that to our, our clients because it's not important for them to know those things because they just want to get results. And at that moment I said, Oh, okay, good to know. You know, and I was, <laughs> I was lovely. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, bitchy about it, but I just sort of, you know, the next time there was a break. I got up, I took my stuff, and I went to
1: another table. And like when I hear you tell that story this time today in this moment, mm. I can feel um, the potential intensity for them of you having that. that in actual fact, their response might have been, Wow, that's a really good idea. And then <laughs> Maybe. their own traumatic response was, Oh, we haven't done that. And no, so it's just not a good idea because we didn't think of it, you know. And, and whatever, and that, that then you might have just been feeling this intensity, which is often part of putting yourself out there and having a yeah. new conversation and people, as I'm sure you are well, well, well acquainted with by this time of having a conversation that is different to potentially a large group of people who are having the same conversation in a different way. And that's a really difficult um, you know place it was to be, but I say <laughs> thank you because I believe that and, and yeah I am a raving fangirl, it's true, but I'm I'm not speaking from a raving fangirl place. Like I feel almost like crying now. It's I, I am speaking from a love of humanity place mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Found desire that I have had my whole life for people to just be what I always sensed we could be which was so much mm-hmm. more and I believe with a lot of research into a lot of modalities and a lot of experience and they were really lovely and they really want my lovely mm-hmm. that's the word it's almost dismissive they were really potent and powerful and wonderful when I started this work all of those things fell away. Now, back then you were more vocal <laughs> about the concept that perhaps it's good to just do this work and let all mm-hmm. your other practices and there's some mm-hmm. whole conversation there. But that actually happened quite naturally. It? Yeah, and it, for a it of years, will happen. All my practices were gone. Now that they have come back on board when I have more nervous system regulation on board, the experience of Vedic chanting in Sanskrit yeah. with, oh, oh, oh. Higher. Experiencing prayer it's and rich. connection yeah. and. Yeah is beautiful. So it's never yeah. a conversation about dismissing other mm-hmm. modalities, which I experienced in very various places. People perhaps responding in a way that they thought your conversation was dismissing other modalities. And sure. I have experienced that too, very much so as I learn how to have this conversation with the world. It's and never an, dismissing
2: the, no. the vast
1: beauty and wonder of other modalities.
2: No, and there's a really important point there which is in any form of higher learning where you're doing a progression and you're incrementally gaining more skill and practice and mastery, you have to, you know, at the beginning actually close out Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. because you'll get mixed with what you're learning. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Uh well, I'm sure someone would disagree with me, but it's hard to learn 10 languages all at the same time, Mm
1: -hmm. I would think, Mm -hmm.
2: as opposed to focusing on the structure of one. And let's say once you get the structure of say French or Spanish or Italian, the more Latin languages, then you might be able to learn the others after a little while. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I always loved um, that some of our, I don't even know who this was, it was a professor in university, it was first year class. And they said, so I'm gonna teach you stuff this year that when you get to fourth year, you're going to say, why did you teach us that stuff at the beginning? Because it's technically not accurate. And it's not that it's not accurate. It's just that you need time to be able to gather the basics so that then you can bring the more complex on. And so, yes, I will say if a person can just focus on this for, the, for a year-ish, maybe it's only needs to be three months. It depends again on that person's Somebody
1: history. You, so
2: yeah, it, it depends then you will naturally start to gravitate back to that yoga practice, or maybe you won't, maybe you'll decide you want to do dance or actually your way of getting into your body is to go running, or maybe it's to do something else. And, but once you get that baseline, it, it, it forms the foundation so that you can then pick what actually you need, as opposed to Fiona, people picking what they think they need because the tribe is doing it. Mm -hmm. Everyone's doing yoga. So I guess I better do yoga. Mm -hmm. Everyone's doing this. So I bet juicing. So I better do this. Everyone's doing this. But once you get this stuff on board, you actually start to get back to that intelligence, as you've been talking about, which is, oh, no, no, I need this. Mm -hmm. and maybe it changes maybe the next week you're like oh well now i need this Mm -hmm. but you're following um an intelligent thread that is being driven by your biology but then you're using your
1: higher brain to discern Mm -hmm. what it is Mm -hmm. does that make sense so much sense so much sense and you know just want to close out by um you know this 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 education piece and your 21 day nervous system tune up, which I have to say, in my Facebook group, uh, everybody is wise of the same name as this podcast. I've said to people, well, it's a bit of a funny name, really, because really at a at, at the baseline level, it's a 21 week. Nervous system tune-up, and here nervous system tune-up you know, because the content is so rich. Yeah. The lifetime of richness of content mm-hmm. is sort of like just what you were saying before the revisiting of content, which is mm-hmm. the other program, Smart Body, Smart Mind, coming up in March next year. Very exciting. Be my yeah. third year, although yeah. the, I wasn't very present last uh, this year. But you know, when we get to be alumni, we get to be lifetime alumni, and and again, to that piece of revisiting things and seeing them with whole new clean lenses of cleaner lenses of perception as you take more regulation on board. Um, You know, seeing people come in and and they've been coming for nine years every year, you know, they're coming back year after year because when you purchase this course, you have a lifetime access and you yourself are bringing new pieces every year, although I feel like it stays predominantly similar but as you regulate your nervous system and, and new pieces come in, you know, so I just love that about these two courses that you have that I am thrilled to be affiliated with. Yeah, thank and, you. Um, that's so generous and, and part of it, going back again, to in education and somatic intelligence, I don't have the bits of paper, right? Now, that doesn't bother me because... Mm-hmm you know it's never bothered me and it's sort of been like well if somebody wants to question my intelligence let's have a conversation (laughs) (laughs) watch out I want this work to go to as many people as possible Mm -hmm. and if my not having a bit of paper is going to inhibit that then that is one of the things of credibility of being affiliated with you with your many many bits of paper and, and, and studies. Really a lot of paper. <laughs> a lot of paper, a lot of paper, a lot of studies, a lot of background, you know, mm-hmm. long before, which we didn't even touch on. So I'm just so thrilled because of that, because anything that is a gateway to bringing this work to more people is a fabulous thing. Um, mm-hmm. Lovely to make money. <laughs> yes, we need it. A really big fan of making money at this point uh, yep. particularly, at any point. But but the other thing is that that, um, I was constantly and I had people question me and say through the years, I would be talking about, you know, posting and writing about nervous system work and people would say, oh, wow, this is, you know, I'm just goosebumps. I'm really interested in the nervous system and goosebumps and and somatic intelligence and the amount of people when I talk to them about the nervous system who say, oh, I'm getting goosebumps, Yep. I'm like their yep. nervous system going. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Listen. Yeah. You want to talk yeah. To me? You know? So I was always saying to people, "Here's Irene Lyons' free resource page. Here's her great programs. Here, you know." And people had said to me, business professionals, "Well, that's not really the way to run a business. When people are interested in your work, you keep sending them to Irene." And I'm like, "Yeah, but yeah. he has got the first vital steps. They can't even work with me yeah. until they do that." Until they do that education, mm-hmm. so I'm thrilled so to good. be affiliated on many mm-hmm. different levels. Um, I'm so excited to be speaking because, as we can all see, I'm a big speaky speaker. That's and, all good. I'm um, so deeply grateful for such an incredible conversation. I yeah. can't wait to listen to this conversation.
2: Well, I will just say that your journey has been one of the many dedications and as you said you spent just a couple of years just doing the resources getting the education and that's how this is supposed to happen incrementally on your own time taking your time integrating the work and then feeling like what's the next step I want to take with this and so I acknowledge that you know you don't want to reinvent the wheel as you shouldn't if you don't want to <laughs> I don't recommend someone spend 20 years like I have having to get all the papers if you can just get it from the pro- the programs thank my parents too they helped so you know
1: <laughs>
2: yeah right but no I, I think that um What you said about goosebumps is so accurate. The amount of times I have interviews where I'm on podcasts and the the person across from me, obviously always on Zoom is like, oh, I just got goosebumps. My hair is standing up in the back of my neck. Mm -hmm. And that's that magic, right? That's that nervous system hit. That's that is the The managing
1: intelligence.
2: Yeah, it's that ancient, ancient intelligence that's like, this is it. Listen, this is it listen so yes goosebumps all around so
1: for all of you out there listening who had goosebumps at any point at any point or any other resonance and physical experience mm-hmm. even nausea or tightness, yep. you know the response is not necessarily happy yep. dance the response yep. can be any physical response please check out iron lines free resources please check out I would probably put a link below when I do that for my affiliate link for those programs. uh, Please check out my uh, Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group called Everybody Is Wise. Irene's Irene's YouTube channel. I am so, I'm not even going to bring up the topic that you just did a few hours ago because I'm just so excited about that. And that's a whole other piece. And that's big. That's huge. And I can't wait to go to the YouTube channel and watch that. So please. Get
0: involved with your Thank you, Fiona. Fiona. With nervous system. Thank you. You're welcome. So there you have it. My gushing never stop talking. Fangirl, first episode of Everybody Is Wise with Irene Lyon. You know, and while I was just a moment ago, you'll be able to hear that you can still hear some of the wild rain. Like I just want to say, it's really early. We don't normally get the big rain like this until December and it's October 31st. It's just so special that this rain was pouring down right now. And while I was listening to my episode intro, which of course we do do, let's not pretend we all listen to what we've recorded, um, there was massive thunder And I was like, oh, I would have loved to have that thunder. (laughs) I only need speak. She who controls the weather. (laughs) I don't know if you heard that, but it was massive thunder. So it's just so special to have this background noise and so funny that I didn't get the background music I wanted, but nothing could be more perfect than this wild rain, this beautiful thunder. Hmm. So, if you were inspired by some of those really juicy conversations that me and Irene were having, there's a link for my Linktree where you can find a variety of options. Follow me on Instagram, but I'm, I'm not real super good at that. So, you know, there may not be a whole lot going on there. But I do have, I'm willing to learn though, willing to learn. And I do love photography and the natural world. As you can see, I'm a fangirl of um, the weather and the storms and the thunder. I'm a fangirl of humanity. I'm a gushing fangirl of you, (laughs) of everyone, of bodies. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, um, Instagram, I'm there. Follow me there. On Linktree, there'll be a link um, in in the bio uh, of this podcast of Linktree, which will have all of these links on it. So uh, where I am quite prolifically present is my Facebook group, Uh, Everybody is Wise of the same name. I go the live there regularly and um, really beautiful community there, which is a really excellent resource when you're on this nervous system journey. Um, Fabulous, priceless resource. There's a lot of free resources there uh, in my group And um, Irene's excellent, stellar free resources. uh, First step of your nervous regulation, nervous regulation. First step of your nervous system regulation journey is education. And Irene has done that beautifully. And that is all available in my group. There'll also be in a link in that link tree um, for the 21 Day Nervous System Tune Up, which is indeed Irene's program, but is my personal link. And my affiliation link. So, um, if you want to jump on and look at that, it's a brilliant program. And to combine that with being in the Facebook group, you are well on your way. That is for sure. So, I mentioned in the preview to this episode that I was so inspired by this whole process of apparently um, missing such a fabulous opportunity or not doing it well or whatever else, any of the other stories. I could have told myself about it. The opportunity came up um, and the idea came up that next week, my episode is going to be called Self-Sabotage and the Nervous System. And that is going to be so juicy and useful. That's going to be for every one of us that ever wondered and probably quite mercilessly beat ourselves up. For all the things we should do. All the things we wanted to do. Actually, um, mm-mm. it's quite emotional in this moment. Because I have a long, long history. So perhaps there'll be tears next week. <laughs> Definitely raw and real. The preview and end view where we are now are completely unedited. And to the best of my ability all of my podcast episodes are going to be completely unedited. Except that one with Irene or any time that I gush on and we need to edit me out (laughs) when I'm with a guest and I talk too much. Mm. Well, the rain has passed. And the first episode of my podcast, Everybody is Wise, has passed. (sighs) Thanks for being here. Hit follow and don't hesitate to send me a voice message in the little voice message button and tell me what you thought about this podcast, about nervous system work and I will really hope to see you next week. We're going to start every Monday with Everybody Is Wise. Start your week remembering your beautiful body, getting connected and to tell you... Mm. To tell you the truth, I think that I'm very likely to be having midweek sessions just because I'll be so inspired and so bubbling and have so much to say about each week's episode. So stay tuned and thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. See you next week.